Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Hello. Hi, Morgan. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Trucking along? Trucking along. Almost end of the month. Still winter, though. Yeah, so cold as hell. Still there's snow and ice and grossness. Where we live, it sucks. We're ready for some sunshine. Lots and lots of sunshine. Yeah. Like, I love spring, but I'm kind of just, like, we can even skip spring and just go right to summer. I'm ready for summer. I love fall. It's like chili time, football time, which you know you don't care about, but I do. Ugh. I like chili, um, though. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, and then I hate winter, despise it. I always wonder why I live here and why I haven't moved yet. <laughs> Every yeah. year, I say the same thing. Uh, and then I'm ready for, like, May. Yeah. I want to go right to, like, July. Like, the end of June, July, because that's when it gets hot here, and I'm ready to swim and lay in the sun and all those fun things. True. All those fun things. Um, Speaking of fun things, so some this man. There's been some this man news in the last couple weeks. (sighs) Can they hurry up? Well, they've casted. So Jesse's casted. Teasers are out there. Like, strategically, cameras and shit are placed in front of his face. So we've only been able to see, like, the back of his head and his body in a suit, but not his face. People are going nuts. There's, nuts. There's a picture where he has like his hand on an arm of a chair and people have literally like zoomed into his fingernails to see if they could place it. I'm like, you guys, yeah. calm down. But also I do want to know, and I'll tell you what I am not thrilled about. They keep saying like, oh yeah, there's going to be an announcement this day. So then people are waiting on that day and then the announcement has nothing to do with this man. Yeah. But the announcement was mm-hmm. Jody Ellen Malthus, our girl, you know, that wrote this man series. Yep. She's putting on another book. From the This Man yeah, series. That's right. Except it's called This Woman. Right. And it's in Jesse's perspective. Yes. So Which I think is really cool, even though it's been done before with yeah. Fifty Shades, but I think it's really cool because book four in the this man series essentially was from his point of view and it was very interesting um so i'm kind of wondering how it's going to be different like of course i pre-ordered it i'm not a dummy it comes out in november but i was like yes please yeah um but i wonder you want to know what i am the most excited to read about is his perspective on stealing those goddamn birth control pills (laughs) i need answers (laughs) I need answers. I think you're just going to be more infuriated because well, he infuriates you. And if this is from his point of view, it's going to piss you right the fuck off. I just, I, I need answers. I feel like maybe, maybe the book will be like redemption in my eyes. You know, there's things that I could not stand. Right. And I'm wondering if you see it from his perspective, like if it's going to be like redeeming to me, like, okay, 
I get where you are coming from being a psycho crazy person. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited. I am excited to read it. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. So everybody, you know, stay close to all the socials because yeah. they put all that stuff out there. And uh, Jody Ellen has recently started to do like just an extreme amount of TikToks that are super cute. Right. Um, but then again, speaking of TikTok, the book we're doing today is because it was one of the most highly recommended books on TikTok that was not a reverse harem <laughs> because no, um, that was my only deal to Morgan when we decided on a TikTok book was that it could not be a reverse harem, which is huge on TikTok, right. um, and that it couldn't be a series because ugh, I don't have this kind of time. Right. So we did. We found a standalone. We also found a Kindle Unlimited book. Well, I guess it's not a standalone. Technically, the second book comes out tomorrow. Right. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read it. I might make you read it and then just give me the Cliff Notes version mm -hmm. because I'm just going to say I didn't I don't want to say I struggled with this book. But there were times that I disliked both of the characters where I was almost not wanting to continue. Right. But the book we're talking about today is called His Hollow Heart. Uh, it's part of the Fallen Kingdom. This is book one by Rachel Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I here here's what we got. Here here's your stats, yo. So you have you're you're set up in an orphanage, like just an unfortunate fucking place for like young kids, okay? And you've got a girl named Isabella who is called Bella, and you've got a boy named Callum who's called Cal. And they're not related to each other, but they've formed this bond that's not really brother-sister, but it's like protector and love and whatever. But they're in this, you know, unfortunate situation together. And they want to be adopted together. And so the whole front of the book is basically just describing to you how much it sucks for them and like each of them... As an individual, Callum kinds to tend to get into trouble. And then if you get into trouble, you don't get to be shown in front of the parents that want to adopt kids. Right. So you're out of the running or whatever. So they have this clue that they're going to get adopted together by this one family and they really want that. And then he gets in trouble that day. So he can't be presented. She gets adopted and she has to make the decision on, am I going to leave with this family and get adopted or am I going to stay back with Cal? Right. Because she did prior to this make a promise. And as much as your like 12, right, 14 year old self can. That she would never leave Cal behind. Right. Um, so obviously as the story goes, she decides that she wants a better life. So she leaves right. him behind. And then you flash forward 12 years later. Right. And so grown, you know, we're in our 20s and shit now. Yeah. So we're all grown up and we have a great family, but we also had dreams. Bella was going to be like wanted to go to Juilliard. She's a great piano player. Apparently she has talent, but her family kind of needed her at home. And so she lives in this little shitty town and she it does have a degree, I believe, in being like an interior decorator. She has a boyfriend. She's got like kind of a mundane life. Nothing's great. She's not happy about everything. And she gets this offer out of the fucking blue, being a brand new interior design person, that she gets to go to this place um, that like is an island. And it was like apparently like an old castle or an old house. And there's new owners called Corey Cove. And they're going to redo it. And they need her fucking expertise to do so. So it can become this like hotel resort. And this is where I shall come in and say, Red 
flag. That's the biggest red, red flag. flag. Popping up all over the place. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Um, first of all, just the thing that I didn't like about her up front, I feel like this girl has no backbone. None. She has no backbone. She lives her life for other people in the sense that she cares about what people think. She doesn't want anyone to be disappointed in her. So every decision she makes has everything to do with other people and not herself. Right. So she gets this chance, fucking once in a chance lifetime offer that for any normal human being would be like, this sounds sketchy as fuck. Yeah. But I think she's so like wrapped up and like, I don't know what's happened to my life. She decides to go alone. Right. I think it's like, she knows she's not good enough to be offered a job like this. It is a secluded area. You have to take a ferry to get there. Um, It is six months. She signed a contract. It's for six months. And she's in charge of this entire hotel Hotel. resort like okay okay all right but she has a shitty fucking life and a shitty fucking boyfriend and so she's decided okay i'll go and you know so she does and all she knows is that the owner his name is mr ellis and that he's a billionaire duh and that his stick is that he buys old castles or old big family, you know, homes and he turns them into these like lash, you know, or, you know, lavish. Yeah, like hotel properties. Right. That only like the richy rich can fucking right. afford to even go to. So again, Bella. Right. Why do you think, sweetie? Girl. Come on, sis. Why do you feel you're qualified to do this? So mm-hmm. I, who had never have red flags, I'm actually agreeing with you, Morgan, that I would be like, oh, I need some more details in, like, another person that I know to, like, be with me. Because you don't know what you're walking into. And she, again, has to go by ferry. So there's, like, one ferryman. She's on a boat by herself. She goes to this big place and, like, it's deserted, essentially. She does meet, like, a butler. Peter. Peter. Peter the butler. Um, And that's pretty much like the only people that she sees like right off the bat right. until like he takes her. Peter takes her off the ferry, takes yeah. her into the house, gives her a room. She meets the lawyer, Byron, mm-hmm. and he's essentially like, hi, I'm not Mr. Ellis, but before you can meet him, you need to sign all of these papers. She's like, okay. And she signs them without reading them right girl come on now there's another red flag you know what i'm gonna count i'm counting red flags this is us two two okay okay so she signs her paperwork he leaves and then in walks this man cal i'm not saying callum because i don't like that name it rolls (laughs) off my tongue weird so it'll be cal for me for the rest of this episode that's fair uh, he, so he walks in and he, from how I picture him, he's got dark features and he is dark. Like his yeah. personality, he has like no expression, dark eyes, just hot, but bitch, you're scary. Right. And he's an asshole. Yes. And I don't just mean like an asshole that like, I like and want to fuck. I'm talking about 
you're an asshole that you're you're such an asshole now you're cusping on the mean yeah and at no point during this entire book by the way did i want to fuck this man i did not hate him Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. i didn't love him but i never once felt like "Mm, i could be in this story and i would fuck this man nope so I, I nope. no, I would. Mm-mm, I would not. <laughs> of course. I would, I would. But I feel like we would need like a he needs some therapy. Um he needs he needs something else uh in order like so I'm not counting him out a hundred like I no, I'm not gonna lie, I'd fuck him. I'd fuck him. Yeah. Even without therapy. Anyway, so she meets him. She doesn't know it's her childhood cal. Right. And because he's just Mr. Ellis and he was mean. And the way that he's treating her is that I'm a fucking billionaire. I'm important. I'm powerful. You're measly and unimportant. But I'm also going to say things to you like you've not changed or you are heartless. And she's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? What the hell? Huh? Like, Like, what is happening? And then he like sends her to bed. It's like, just go to bed, like grab your dinner and go the fuck to bed. And she's like, "Okay." so she does. It's weird. And what's also weird, too, is that she's not in the staff quarters. She has, like, a lavish room. And she also has a closet full of dresses. So there are brand new dresses of every kind in this closet, all in her size. And, like, huh? So, red flags. Is that one or two? Can I get some jeans? I think that's one. (sighs) This man just told me to go to bed. Like, Sir, can I get a ferry off this island? Yeah. Immediately, I would be like, something's not right here. I'm leaving. Yeah. But we as readers know he's yeah. Callum. Right. Okay. And then we go into this monologue about how he hates her. Right. And here's my issue with him. Okay. This is, he's mad. Yeah. 12 years later, as a fucking grown up, a billionaire grown up, he's mad because she left him 12 years ago. Grow up. Get over it drama king right now i was thinking the story was going to be something like she stabbed him right she shot him right she stole from him she's the reason why he got in trouble that day something besides the fact of she chose to have a family over me she's fucking 12 years old living in a fucking horrible orphanage well and i think too um you learn throughout the series that he ended up getting adopted by the original Mr. Ellis. Right. Who was a horrible psychopath. Psychopath. Uh, his wife, when they got, when, when he was adopted, they had just lost their kid and his wife like had a mental breakdown and thought that Callum was her son. Right. It's like a game that they had to play. And the husband like forced him to play along with this game. But he also like beat him and punished him, put him in like a sauna room, turned the heat up until he was like almost dead many times. Horrendous. Yes. So and he blames her for that. Yeah. And he's and he's dark. This is where the darkness comes from. And you can tell he is a brute. You could tell that everyone has to do what he says. You can tell that he's just a powerful fucking asshole. Yeah. But he's very, like, 
come the next day, they figure it out. Like yeah. she, they, you know, they have their very first conversation and it, it comes out who he is. And she instantly like throws herself in his arms and he's just like not touching her back. Right. And he's letting her know, like, I fucking hate you and you're a heartless cunt. Like right. you need to, you know, you're, you work for me. I own you now. Yeah. And she's starting to be like, wow, like, cool. Like I get it if you're still mad at me, but really you're still mad at me. You're a fucking right. grown up, but okay. And they go through this push and pull back and forth. But what now what you're introduced to in him is he's dirty talking. He's dirty talking and he's telling her in one breath, I hate you and I own you. And then he's letting her know how he's going to own her. Right. He's Uh, naughty. That'd be by fucking her. But also the contract that she signed, she's not allowed to leave. No. And if she tries to leave uh, or won't do what he says, he starts blackmailing her. In the sense of, I will ruin your entire family's life if you do not listen to me. Right. Like, her parents will be right. completely bankrupt. Her home will be gone. He'll do Her brother, right. she has an adopted brother. Like, he will fuck her family yeah. up, ruin her career. Like, she has no choice. Right. And I just, I don't know, that rubs me the wrong way. And I'm, I'm sure in books that we've read before, there's something, something similar. And I don't even give a shit because I like the guy. <laughs> I think it's because yeah. I don't like this guy. Every time he did something like this, I was like, whoa, that's crossing the line. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, in the same conversation where he's telling her, I literally own you legally and whatever. And she's like, no one owns another person. Like, whatever. If you break a contract, you're going to sue me. Okay, I'll give you your salary back. And he's just like, no, I'm going to destroy you and your whole fucking family. And then he, like pushes her against a wall and like touches her and she's like no stop but doesn't make him stop right. or move she's like frozen in fear and i'm like really are you though right. and he's telling her no you're not because you're wet because i'm touching right. you and you're wet and she was like you need to get off me i have a fiance and he's like no you don't because i know everything about you i mean come on i'm exhausted very like childy yes i don't know i normally a push and pull sometimes could be had and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I hate when girls are wishy-washy, which is what she is for most of this book. Right. I just do not understand outside of his looks what anyone would want to do with this man. The naughty mouth. I'm cool with the naughty. Yeah. I'm cool with the naughty mouth. Yeah. Um, but there was no other no. part so far. Right. But I mean, <laughs> so that's all I really right. need. Um, Okay, so backbone yeah. wise, though, she does get fed up with this bullshit and she tries to escape. Right. Again, you're on this island. She's stupid, guys. She's stupid. She gets in a boat. And I'm not talking like we're not in a tropical island. This is like a New York island. You know what right. I mean? Like it's dirty water. The waves are unpredictable. She yeah. gets in a little fucking, she sneaks out of the house, gets in a little fucking boat. A rowboat. A rowboat and almost drowns because, of course, she's doing this in the middle of a fucking storm. Right. Yeah. I don't know where she thought she was rowing, but she thought she was dead. He found her. She's alive. She's not dead. And then you start all over. You're not leaving me. You can't go anywhere. I own you. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to manipulate you. I'm going to do all the things I want to do to you and you have no choice. Oh, wait, but I have a choice. I can get another rowboat. No, there's no rowboats. I mean, the same conversation like over and over. Over and over. And then, but the only reason why I kept reading is because he was dirty and he kept just coming up with dirty things. And the foreplay, there's tons and tons and tons of foreplay because she's saying, she's not even saying no anymore. She's just like not saying anything and letting him do whatever he wants to her. 
However, when you do actually get into the sex, it's weird. So their first like big sexual encounter in the book, he like invites her out to this flower garden for lunch. And he ends up like finger banging her in this flower garden with like the butler right around the corner. But it wasn't like a, I didn't feel sexy when I was like, it just didn't feel sexy when I was like reading this part. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like an aggressive finger bang. Mm -hmm. The one thing I know that I talked to you about this already, but it kind of made me laugh because there was a line in the book that was like, uh, I gasped as he unexpectedly shoved two fingers like in my vagina or something. Right. And I was like, unexpectedly? <laughs> really? Like, are you not sitting there with your la- your legs open? Like, have you not been making out? Have you not felt his hands moved on your body? Like, bitch, it was expected. Yeah. I expected it and I, I'm reading it. I know. I knew it was happening. It happened before. Right. Like, okay, crazy. I just thought that was funny. But... Yeah, there's zero romance no, going not. on right now. It's completely a not even a love hate it's just a plain hate bang yeah um and then he like comes after her like it's done it's whatever it's violent it's yeah yeah. and when he's done he comes at her like there's blood on my dick what the fuck were you a virgin and this is where i'm wondering because i don't know i've never fucked a virgin so i have no idea how do you not know that you just like fucked a virgin i mean obviously i i don't know i you hear like in other books and like movies and things i feel like there's like a barrier right so i feel like a guy has to push past it Mm -hmm. but it was like they finger banged they had sex it was like rough and aggressive and she i feel like as i was reading it she was doing all of the signs that this was like painful for her and he, A, didn't pick up on that, or he right. did and he didn't care. Right. And then afterwards, she was, like, shaking and, like, essentially, get off me. hmm Like, don't you know, like, something's off there? I don't know. I don't know either. It was just, the scene, the sex scenes were just not sexy. And it wasn't that there was no romance, because I don't really care about that most of the time. hmm It just wasn't sexy. It was just, like... Rough, aggressive, quick, fast, done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, again, if you're going to make your dude that biggest dick upon dicks upon all assholes, there's still something. and right, that redeeming that's something. That redeeming something. There is he'll slip and maybe not call you a cutback today and maybe he'll call you a princess instead. Right. I mean, there he gave you nothing. And you're like, and she's only holding on to him or letting him do whatever so that she can get him to either forgive her or figure out what the fuck happened to him or all the mysteries surrounding him. Because, of course, he doesn't explain himself and he doesn't give away anything. And she keeps roaming around this house and finding doors that she can't get into and, you know, and starting to study the butler so that she can figure out, like, maybe how can I get away in a right. safer way than almost dying right. in a rowboat in a storm? Um, so I get all of that, and it, it, but I don't know. I just feel like 
she's only letting him do these things and she's only like continuing on this charade with him or whatever because she truly does still care about him yeah but i'm like how because it's been so long since you were kids and he's showing you nothing and he's not who he was not even right like a, he's no longer that's not his soul anymore like he's right. gone. yeah and i was confused so I don't know. but we're gonna take a short break and then when we come back we're gonna talk about one of the most disturbing sex scenes that I have ever read in a book. Yes, we have no problem spoiling this because... Right. I, anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat. Soon. We shall be back. We're back. Yep. All right. Disturbing, disturbing Woo! sex scene. All right. So, essentially... She is going up to her room and she realizes that Cal's bedroom door that she was told to never go in was unlocked. So being a woman. <laughs> Duh. Because we know, see? We can't even fault her for this. Right. She goes in there and she starts snooping around and... It's dark. It's dark. And she doesn't really get anywhere, but he's... She hears him coming up, so she hides in the closet. And when she's in the closet, she re realizes there's a hidden door back there. Now, she doesn't go in it, but she now knows it's there. Right. So she stays there until she thinks that he is gone. Well, when she's getting ready to leave, he walks in, and he's like, well, hello. And she's essentially like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah. So he gets the evil fucking look in his eye and he's like, okay, you're about to be punished. Which she knew was a rule. Right. Don't go in my room. So he turns on this fucking light and he has a huge, like ginormous glass wall, glass wall that has snakes on it. Yep. Now. <laughs> Red flag. Call Red me. flag. Okay. Not only red flag, I'm talking about. Bye. Get, I would have start stroking out. Yes. Like this was. This is a hard. <laughs> I do not do snakes. No. Nope. Second, I read the word snake in this book. I immediately was like, Oh no! no. I don't know if I can read this. Yeah. I. It was uncomfortable for me. You know, I have very low red flags. Right. The second that this fucker has a wall right. of snake in his right. bedroom. We're done. And here's the thing. This is how this is described. This is how it's described in the book. So he turns on this wall light. And when he does it, all of the snakes come up to him. It's gross. Like, like he's the fucking, fucking snake whisperer right. or some shit. Fucking no. And let me just point out, we said snakes, right. plural. Lots. More than right. one. Like lots of littler snakes. One huge one. black one. Gross. So he reaches in. Immediately, I would have found a weapon and hit him upside the head. <laughs> like, reaching in to do what? <laughs> he, he gets the big snake. He pulls out a big snake and a small snake. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm having a heart attack and yep. I'm dying on the ground. Like, I, this is, no. Yeah. So he says, lay on the bed. Holy <laughs> fuck. I, as I read this, I'm thinking, no, no, no. <laughs> this can't happen. This cannot happen. Yeah, it does. 
he let he puts the big snake on his bed where they're lying and just lets it like slither around Mm -hmm. okay so she's laying there seeing this snake slither around on this bed and then he takes the small snake and wraps it around her leg yep okay then he goes down on her and then he goes down on her now listen normally i'd have been down oh you're you're gonna go down on me cool no, you just put a fucking snake no. around my leg and its big fucking sister is around my head right now? Nope. 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 Bye. I don't care how hot you are. No, Done. I, I would have, I wouldn't have even, even been able to come. I would have been so terrified and distracted. My body would not have cooperated. Well, she was frozen for right. most of it. Like she didn't want to move. Right. So, and he was doing his best to make her move. Yeah. Fucked up. Done. So uh, he ends up, fucking her like while she's on her back and the snake is literally slithering over her chest yep uh she ends up like almost the brink of orgasm and then he stops because he's an asshole right so then he tells her to turn around he picks up the snake and then lays it across her back when she's on her belly now mm-hmm. and goes back to fucking her i'm i would have legit passed out at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm So the snake is like coming face to face with her while this is happening. And I would be hysterically crying. It would have been horrendous. And honestly, I probably would have been as dry as the Sahara Desert. Because listen, this shit is not turning me on. None of it. I was terrified. I I kept reading though. I kept reading because I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen? But that is a hard limit. That is a no go. No. 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 So he gets done like fucking her and like she closes her eyes and she hears like all this hissing and she's like, oh my God, this is it. The snake's going to fucking attack me. Like I'm done for. So then the hissing's gone. So she opens up her eyes and the large snake has now eaten the small snake mm-hmm. and he makes some reference about some 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 i don't know i was so petrified and uncomfortable that i literally feel like i blacked out reading this mm-hmm. i know i cannot i mean when i say i've never read a sex scene that is disturbing i have read some disturbing right. fucking shit well, Dana vipers Dana he vipers was getting stabbed while he was fucking her but listen, i know i wasn't uncomfortable during nope. that as as i wasn't this snake scene he was hurting himself nope. she let the handle in her ass and there was no fucking snake slithering anywhere and they were fucking vipers but their vipers were tattoos i was okay with right. that yeah this no. no you walk in i don't care if you're fucking chris helmsworth you right. walk into a bedroom and this motherfucker is standing in front of his wall of snakes I'm done. You don't get to take my clothes off. You don't get to tell me to lay on the bed. You definitely don't hook a motherfucking snake on my leg. Nope. And then you bring out your big bag boa bitch and nope. lay her on me. Mm-mm. We're done. There is no dick. Dipped in 24 karat no. gold, this dick ain't that no. good. Uh, it was it was probably the most uncomfortable consensual mm-hmm. well i mean i don't even know how consensual it is because she just didn't talk or move no or speak. the bitch didn't leave the room right. before he got the snake out that's true then that the, everything that happened after that's on her well i think he locked her in i don't i don't could the, i would have climbed up the, the ceiling i don't know I grabbed like furniture and something started, like, beating the door something yeah so uh anywho that yeah, happened that sure did um 
And you know what? They're not broken up after. No. She's like even more in love with right. him now because she can fix him. Right. So a few things happen. Just in general, she goes back to that door and finds out that he has a secret hideaway sex club in the basement. Yeah, that's what the door that right. led down from his yep. closet. So then she finds out the lawyer's sleazy. Mm-hmm. And he made, or he got Cal into a contract. Yep. Essentially... If Cal dies, Byron gets all of the money. Right. Unless. Unless he gets married. Right. So now we know where this is going. Yep. So he tells her about this. She does end up agreeing. Because why wouldn't you want to marry a psychopath? That's cool. <laughs> With a snake wall. Right. Uh, her ex-boyfriend shows up. Oh, Trent. Yeah. He ends Trent's up, a like, douchebag. He's a real douche. He ends up petting her. Yeah. Cal beats the fuck out of him. And then proceeds to make Bella think that he killed Trent. Right. He did not. No, he just beat the fucking right. shit but out of him. He makes her think that he's dead. Yeah. So, whatever. Their lives go on, blah, blah, blah. Well, one day she comes uh, home from, I don't know, meeting up with her brother or something. I don't remember what she was I, doing. She left and then came back. and cal was missing like he's gone no one knows where he's at the butler is like you need to get off this island like you're in danger you can't be here peter ends up getting murdered she leaves the island yeah and then the jump the jump of the book is a month out Mm -hmm. she's depressed she's not doing anything and then she gets a letter in the mail that's like you've been accepted to play at some symphony like we received your tape and it was like postmarked like two weeks ago and she knows that cal did it so at this point she knows he's alive she knows that she's alive i think she's probably the only person that knows that he's alive mm-hmm. and then the book ends hence the second book coming out tomorrow right so it is a cliffhanger yeah yeah but i think I do think that one of the interesting parts of it is is the the deal with Byron. So we already told you that the Ellis family that adopted Cal were pieces of fucking shit. Well, the dad was a piece of shit, and I don't remember how the son died, and then the mom was just fucking Looney Tunes. So, and all the torture and blah, blah, blah. And then Cal had enough of the torture and killed the dad. The mom killed herself because she finally, like, you're not my son, you're Cal. So she killed herself. And then he, Cal, ended up killing the dad. So technically, all the money was supposed to go to charity or or unclaimed or something like that because everybody was dead. So Cal got Byron, who was the family attorney, in on it. Like, make me the lawful heir. Um, My name being Cal Ellis. Make me the lawful heir. And then I will never marry or have children. So when I die, you get all my money. So now, of course, in my head, I know Byron is sleazy, but Byron did get her off the island after she found Peter dead. So it feels like if he really was the one that was responsible for Cal, he would have killed her, too. So now I don't know if Byron did it. But I think Cal wants to stop with the sex club bullshit or not be so much of a part of it. And Byron is, like, greedy about it. Like, he's at every one of these big resorts. He's getting like 20% right. of the deal. Right. I don't know. I think Byron killed Peter. Yeah. And Cal 
realized that he was doing this and I don't think he expected her to come back. Yeah. So, or it could be some of the side hoes that yeah. used that Cal used to fucking use regularly yeah. in the sex club and then stopped when yeah. he brought Bella to the island. I don't know. Maybe Trent came back. I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Bella's brother, her adopted yeah. brother, who doesn't want her mixed up right. with Cal. And you never know. I don't know who it is. Hence why I'm going to have to read the second right. book now. Listen, I'm going to tell <sighs> you up front. I'm going to read the second book. But if there's one fucking mention of a snake, I'm out. Done. I cannot do that again. It was, it was so weird because there were a couple references before we had snake sex. There were a couple references to like the decorations in his house, be, yeah. having some kind of snake, whatever. And she thought it was creepy. And then it the snake sex happens and then it's never talked about. Yeah. So she never brings it up to talk to him about it. Like, why does he have so many snakes and what is this fucking kink with snakes? Or does he still have a continuation, you know, kink with snakes? Because she's now been in his room and slept with him and not caring about the fucking snake wall no. while she's sleeping. No. I don't fucking understand. If I know a snake is in a home, like if I met somebody mm -hmm. and they're like, come over and have a glass of wine and I'll, I don't know, I have snakes. I'd be like, mm, hard pass. You can yeah. come to my house though. Yeah. No, like, without your snakes. Mm -mm, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't fuck around. No, I'm snakes. very, very like, I think your home pet should be very basic. Like right. cat, dog, hamster, Cuddly. fish. I don't need. Not like. Yeah. That. No. So anyway. yeah, yeah. But that's what I got yeah. out of the whole book. Yeah. That's what stuck out into my head. That and he is very naughty. Um, but I don't get it. I don't really get the relationship. I understand where it started. Yeah. But I don't really get it. I don't really get that she is his everything. Uh, I don't get that he is her everything. I just. Well, the plot carries the book, obviously, because yes. that's the reason we're even going to pick up the second book. Yes. So, I mean, kudos to the author for that, for sure. Yeah. I just don't understand their relationship. It was hard for me to grasp onto that. But maybe book two is redemption yeah, time. It might be. So, yeah. anyway. That's all we got. Yeah. So, yeah. next week. Next week, we are going to do um, Playboy Pilot by Penelope Ward and Vi Keeland who is a dynamic duo. Right. I love them. I've read several of their books and most of them are standalone type books. Yes. And I really appreciate that. So this book's a little bit different for us. Yeah. So uh, we're really excited to do it. Yeah. So stay tuned. Follow us on all of the social medias. And all the new TikToks. Because yes. Morgan's been working really hard on perfecting her TikToks and as soon as we feel like actually like putting on makeup and doing our hair, we'll probably film a bunch right. of us actually in it. But for right yeah. now, you get book covers because today right. ain't that day. No, <laughs> Bye, guys. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.